everyone. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. Today I'm going to do something a little uh, different. I'm going to just give a praise to God for the way he's moving in my life right now, the deliverance he's given me in my life right now. Um, and I want to say it, even though it's personal, because I hope that it encourages someone listening, that I hope that if this is something you're also walking through, that this would enlighten your heart as well, that this would, as you listen, equip you, that the Spirit would speak through me to you and into your heart to help you with this as well. Um, I think sometimes we need to hear success stories. We need to hear good things that God's doing in other people's lives because it gives us a hope and a reminder that God will do it for us too. All we need to do is ask. And so what I'm talking to you guys about today is alcohol. I've struggled with this for five years, since 2018. I've time and time again placed this as an idol in my life. I've put it as an ultimate thing, but it's not. And I have just experienced God so many times trying to get my attention through big events, um, or should I say consequences of this habitual sin in my life to overconsume alcohol. I don't believe that having alcohol is bad, just as I believe that having a boyfriend isn't bad. Just as I believe that shopping isn't bad. It's what you do with those things. It's what you choose to do with what God has given you. And if you let it become sin, if you turn it into an ultimate thing, then there can be a lot of problems with that. And we see that time and time again in our life. What seems like such a good thing turns into an ultimate thing. And we place it above God. We let it be our source of refuge. We let it be our source of comfort. I've always believed in God. It's all that I have since I was a little kid. But when I was a teenager, I made so many poor decisions. And you would not have known I was a Christian or loved God. And believed in him based on the way I was acting. I thought just because I believed it meant I loved him with all my heart. And I really truly believe I love him with all my heart, but I think my knowledge of what a relationship with God looked like was just so limited that I didn't let myself open my eyes to what God actually had in store for me and why God says certain things. It wasn't to be a certain way, be good enough, follow a set of rules like legalism, but it was to free me, to give me a relationship with him and ultimately to keep me from harm. I just didn't see things that way at the time. And as a result, I made a lot of poor decisions. And I would say I truly started walking in the faith when I was like 20, 19, maybe? No, probably 20. Yeah, so a couple of years ago. And since then, it's been a relentless pursuit of knowledge of God, but also knowledge of God's character and just a complete overhaul and willingness to overturn my entire life to God. Um, I'm trying to let him point and say, what about there? And me say, yes, God, I'll follow you there. Whether that be gossip, whether that be selflessness, whether that be modesty, I'm trying to let God point and say, what about there? And say, yes, God, I'll follow you there, which is hard. And I know a lot of you right now are working through some of those things in your life. 
where God's pointed somewhere and said to you, what about there? Could be porn, could be pride, could be idols like success and money. God always points to our lives and says, what about there? And we can either ignore it, like I did when I was a teenager, or we can acknowledge it and invite God into the process, even though it's hard, even though it's scary, even though we doubt our ability to overcome it. We can overcome it through God. So we can doubt ourselves all we want, but if we have God on our side, if we invite him in, then there's nothing that he can't do. And so it might be impossible for me to quit drinking alcohol um, in excess, in frequency, but it's not impossible if God's invited into that process because he can move, he's a God of miracles. And all I need to do is invite him in. Um, so essentially I have been walking down a path for the last five years of just complete alcohol abuse. Um, not alcoholism, but alcohol abuse, um, using it in a way that is ungodly absolutely um it was definitely it's been getting progressively better over the last five years i'd say like so that's good especially as i've gone closer to god that really changed everything for me and i wanted to stop abusing alcohol but it was an idol in my life and i'd say it still is i'm, I'm still working through that and trying to surrender it to god fully i heard a pastor say this week um she was saying that she asked us a question, did you really surrender it or did you just push it down? Because there's a difference. Surrendering it is to bring it fully to God, to work on it with God, to allow God in and continually invite him into the hard stuff. That's surrender. Surrender is saying, not my will, but yours be done. Um, but sometimes we shove things down and ignore them and then think that's surrender. And so that's a good question to call ourselves to really evaluate if we've surrendered it or if we've just shoved it down. And so I um, I just have been working through this for a long time and I feel like time and time again God has shown me the consequences and the weeds that these uh, sown seeds uh, grow and I'm tired of looking at weeds. I'm tired of waking up the next morning and the alcohol might have taken away the anxiety and the stress of the night, but it's still there again in the morning. I'm tired of drinking too much and that affecting my health. I'm tired of letting it affect my wallet and my time and my resources. Um, that could be used for the kingdom instead. I'm tired of letting it interfere with my relationship with God in the sense that I look to it for comfort and for peace and for happiness and for enjoyment instead of my father in heaven. That I trust that thing, which had become an ultimate thing, rather than trust my father, the good Lord in heaven, who is able to bless us abundantly in all things and at all times. And so I want to give that up. It's not that I think that um, everyone should have no alcohol. I'm hoping for myself I can get to a point where I can have it on special occasions. My wedding anniversary is coming up in 20 days, and I'm not drinking until then. But I'm hoping that um, this is a start of a new page in my life, that God's going to work in it, and that 
alcohol is going to be more of a uh, occasion-based thing rather than a comfort-based thing. Because um, if not, then I can't do it. Because I, if I'm using it for comfort and all these things, if I'm using it as a replacement to prayer or a replacement to dependence on God, a dependence to replacement for trust in God, then it's an ultimate thing and it needs to go. So I'm hoping that God would just give me a heart for him and not for alcohol. Um, I want that for you too, if that's what you're struggling with or whichever things in life you're struggling with that God's pointed to and said, what about there? And you said, uh, maybe not there. Cause I've been saying, well, sure. Maybe there, you know, God's pointing alcohol. And I'm like, uh, okay, maybe, but it's always been my version. So it's been, okay, well, I won't overconsume. So for the last six to 12 months, I've been not overconsuming in a sitting pretty much most of the time. But in that sitting, every day is a sitting. And so just because I'm not having bottles of wine per day doesn't mean it's not wrong to have glasses per day and a glass per day. Why do I think that? Because you're looking, are you drinking the glass of wine per day for fun? Or are you drinking it because it takes the edge off uh, when you and your spouse get in the argument? Does it take the edge off uh, from a stressful day at work? Does it take the edge off for um, your anxiety or your insecurities? And so that's the wrong reason to have a glass of wine. And also, I don't believe that God intended alcohol to be used daily. Um, I've read... Um, a book by JP, Jonathan Kuda, uh, a lovely preacher. I love his work. Um, and he has a book called, um, well, I forget what it's called. Something about red flags or sins. Something about vices and virtues. Anyways, I'm pretty sure he just has the one book, so you can look it up. But I loved it very much. And, oh, it's called, I now I remember what the book's called. It's called, Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do? Um, and it is such a good book. I would totally recommend it. And it has a chapter about drunkenness versus sobriety. And he talks about how we're called, um, to be sober minded in the words of Paul. Um, and so, like I was saying, even with a moderation based approach, I was falling short because even though I'm sober minded, it was still an idol to be used that frequently every single day. And when I say every single day, I actually mean every single day. Um, in the last five years, um, I've probably spent less than 30 days uh, of that not drinking alcohol, which is like really alarming. And I'm currently on my longest stint without alcohol, which has been eight days, which is also alarming. Because I would recommend, and so would the Bible and every other health organization, that you definitely drink alcohol less and less than that. So, once again, this isn't meant to, like, condemn anyone or just attack anyone. I'm just wanting to share where I'm at right now and let it be encouragement to anyone who might want it. Because um, it's not just about alcohol, it's about the things we allow to enter our lives. 
and that when we give credence to it, um, Satan recognizes weakness and he will expose it and he will utilize it for his purposes. And that sounds scary, but it's true and we have to acknowledge it because um, otherwise we're not able to, to defend ourselves. So I can think of many times where, yeah, I was only having a couple of glasses a day, but well, when something really bad happened or um, like my emotions or mental health was really out of whack, then that would become the invitation and the pitfall. It was an invitation for Satan because he knew he could easily get me to drink way more than I should to the point of drunkenness. And that was my pitfall because I let the door open in the first place. Um, whereas if you're someone who um, isn't enticed and isn't uh, f- full of the desire to consume alcohol, isn't motivated by the desire to consume alcohol, isn't like uh, full of thoughts regarding alcohol, then you're able to better protect yourself. Um, but if those are things you can't do and you're vulnerable in those areas, yeah, Satan's going to utilize it for your downfall. So my prayer is that you would identify the areas in your life um, that are currently open to be used against you and that you would just um, come to God with prayer, asking that he would do a new work in you, that he would give you protection, he would give you wisdom, and he would give you his word of truth to defend yourself. Um, I just want to pray for everyone right now, and then I'm going to get into a praise of God after. But I just want to pray for everyone right now um, who's listening. So Father God, I just thank you for whoever is listening to this right now. I just ask that you would assure them that you know their heart and you know that their heart is in the right place. But that this world can be difficult. This world is full of temptations and trials and troubles. And those things we seek to self-medicate and self-soothe. We seek popularity to feed our insecurities Our insecurities breed mental health problems. We deal with so many difficult things that surround our thoughts daily. And it's easy to give way to the world. But God, we would rather follow your way. Because you are the way. So God, would you see our hearts for you? And would you let that reflect in our thoughts? And would you let those thoughts reflect in our actions? That you would give us and equip us with all we need to persevere that we would not let any idol overtake us, we would not let any idol overpower us, that we would not give a foothold to the enemy, but that we would slam the door shut on temptation, that we would slam the door shut on desires that will ultimately hurt us, that we would just seek you in your presence, that we would come to a conversation, whether it looks like crying, laughing, dancing, or yelling, that we would come to you that we would seek you, we would not forsake you in our times of difficulties, that we would not look to our own hands to be the provision, we would not look to our own minds uh, to be all wise and all knowing, that we would not let fleeting joyful experiences rip us away from a life of full consecration to the Most High, from a life of servanthood, to the brothers and sisters around us. God, I'm praying for all of us. God, I'm praying for everyone listening. God, I'm praying that every son and daughter would know how much you love them. 
I'm praying that every son and daughter listening would know the full magnitude of the hope that you're calling them into. That every son and daughter listening would be fully reliant on you. That they would not fear calling your name, but that they would trust that when they do call your name, that you will show up for them in bold ways. That when they call out your name, you will say, I am your faithful father. That you will give them all they need for the season in your due measure, in your due time. That they would know that they are not walking through this valley of shadow of death alone. That you would convict them and open the eye, their eyes to the sin in their life. But that they would not use it to feel shame and guilty, to crawl under a rock and be fearful of addressing it. But you would point out the sin in their life to lead them to freedom, to walk them into a new season of freedom and freshness in their life that they would breathe into your holiness, God, that they would seek your presence, that they would know what it is to put their hope in you and not the things of this world like money, success, alcohol, and other idols. So God, I just thank you for everyone listening. Now let's praise the Lord our God. Father God, I just thank you so much for delivering me from alcohol, kept me bound for the last three, five, what can be bound for the last five years of my life you have delivered me from, you have saved me. God, I'm sorry that you tried so hard to turn me back from this pit of darkness and so many times I refused. Even in my slow progression towards um, using this in a God-honoring way, I was so resistant, so fearful. And God, you cast it all aside and gave me every strength I need um, to accomplish this. And God, I thank you. And I, I repent of my disbelief. I repent of my lack of faith. I repent of my lack of trust that you would have me in this. That you would, if you're calling me to it, you'll equip me for it. Man, that's a good word. I praise you, Father God. I praise you with all that I have. I thank you, God. I thank you for the way you're working in my life right now. Thank you for helping me with this. I thank you for the freedom that's attached to your name when I say yes. Father, I praise you because you know all things. Would you rid my stubborn heart of inclinations to cling to what is bad, what is harmful for me? But God, would you speak into me? Would you cast out the worry and the doubt? Would you cast away my fears and just replace it with a steadfast trust in you? God, I praise you. I love you. Thank you for the ways you're moving in my life. Thank you for this deliverance of a five-year-long curse. Thank you for freeing me. Thank you for letting me find my freedom in you and not in a glass of wine. Thank you for letting me find my peace in you and not in a beer. Thank you for letting me find acceptance in you and not a shot glass. Thank you for giving me all that I need. It's your promise, and I don't know why I doubt it. Thank you for all the things you're doing and all the ways you're moving. Thank you for doing what is impossible to man, but only possible to God. To free me from my pain, to free me from my sorrow, to free me from reliance on the things that are trying to kill me. God, I just thank you. God, I thank you and I praise you. God, I just lift my hands up to you. God, I bow my head. I worship you. 
God, thank you for this new freedom. God, thank you for this new heart of faith. God, thank you for this new sight. Thank you for letting me see clear. Thank you for freeing me. God, I can't wait to replace my comforting glass of nightly wine or bottle of nightly wine, which is what it would often turn into. Thank you for replacing that toxic drip of death. Thank you for taking that from me when I couldn't take it from myself. Thank you for moving from me when I wouldn't move by myself. Thank you for always being there, having him behind and before. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for being a loving father. Thank you for being the good, good father. God, I'm so excited to replace that, that dependence and that idol in my life with your praise, with prayer, with conversation with you. Like God, when I encounter a hard day, I wouldn't open the fridge and pick out a drink. I wouldn't turn to the shelf and grab a bottle. But God, I would stretch my untired hands out towards you and I would praise mighty father. I would praise the son who gave his life for my freedom. I would praise the spirit that lives within me and works in me every day. That God, I would just praise you instead. That this would be the last idol I ever led in my life and that we would kill it together. That you would guide me and give me all that I need, but that I would just have a willing heart. That I would turn back as I have in the past before to that life of dependence to that life of idolatry through alcohol, but God, that you would just give me all that I need. Just as you are now, God, that you would keep equipping me for every battle with this, that I would not have eyes for drunkenness and the effects that alcohol provides, but that I would have eyes for the spirit and the fruit that the spirit provides, that I would keep my eyes on heavenly things, that I would not be... Uh, deceptive by earthly things that I would not be so easily deceived into thinking that sin doesn't just rot away and become habitual sin that habitual sin doesn't just become death I don't deceive myself but that I would acknowledge the potential of the things in this world to harm me that I would continually seek you and your comfort and your presence for deliverance from that that you would give me all that I need to overcome it, that I would have the confidence to share with those I trust so that I would be strengthened by them, so that I would be supported by the sons and daughters you've placed in my life for such a purpose, that I would have all I need in you, God, that I would not worry about what tomorrow may hold, but that you would just equip me for today, equip me for the strength, equip me for the perseverance, equip me for the good work. God, equip me. Equip me. Thank you for listening to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. I pray that God would give you all that you need and that you would have the faith and confidence to know that he will. God bless you. God keep you. And just know that he's fighting for you. Always. All you need to do is turn to him and acknowledge it. And just see the ways he's working. And feel his movement in the air and feel his presence and that will assure you that will give you the confidence that will give you the trust and God will take it from there you only need be still you only need to turn to him he'll take care of it he'll help you through this season come to him with persistence
persistent prayer, unceasing prayer. Come to him and he will give you all that you need for this. That's my prayer for you. He loves you and he wants you to know that. He doesn't want you to ever forget because he certainly hasn't forgot how much he loved you. And he certainly hasn't forgot how much he loves you. God bless you and have a great rest of your day.